0: So we're in the middle of a giant ocean in a tiny fishing boat. And he's got blood all over his leg. Um, I can see the gunshot wound.
1: They took my passport and left with it. So I was like in a room by myself. I thought I was going to be stuck there. I thought I was going to have to assume a new name and identity and start a new life for myself in Spain.
2: And it was just like, i made a huge mistake. This is Driving with Strangers. I'm Sam Harnett. In this episode, I ask my rideshare passengers about travel disasters. There's a story about a football game in India that ends with a bang. We hear how an African safari makes an unexpected stop. And then there's this group of Presbyterians who find themselves in the middle of a drug war. When you travel, things can go wrong in all kinds of ways.
0: The plane I was supposed to get on, sucked in a bird in the engine, so I had to spend four hours while they cleaned it out. Then the train I went got on, someone got stabbed, and I got dropped off in the middle of London at 3 a.m. and almost got mugged, and then got to the hotel where I had no Wi-Fi, and then my flight back to the U.S. got canceled.
2: Okay, it's not exactly a disaster, but it's a pretty unfortunate string of events. I hear lots of griping in general about plane travel. Long layovers, delays, lack of legroom. Most of this, falls squarely into the first world problems category. In a way, so does the next story, although a bit more dramatically.
1: When I was getting on the plane, I remember thinking that I was gonna sit in the emergency exit row. Just in case some shit goes down, you know, I'll be like the first one (laughs) off.
2: He was 10 years old, still young enough to have a contingency plan for an airplane crash. He and his family were on this African safari and they were taking a small prop plane to a rural airport. As they approached the landing, they flew out of a fog bank and directly into a tree. It was a pretty big tree, and we went through like the top of it. We flattened the top of this tree, maybe give it like a buzz cut. They careened into the ground. The wings tore off, the doors popped open, and the engine by his exit door burst into flames. And
1: the plane's still moving, and I was strapped into my seat. So basically I had this huge ball of fire next to me, and I
2: couldn't go anywhere. As chaotic as it was, he says he can't remember any sound. In his mind, the whole crash was silent. This next passenger loves American football. She played in high school, she watches the game, she's just crazy about it. So when she was in India, she met these professional cricket athletes and she taught them the rules. They started playing these matches and they got really physical. On one play, she smashed into a guy's shoulder and broke her face. Everybody ran to the field because they thought they heard a gunshot when our bones cracked. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You could probably remember that moment. No, I don't remember any of it. I remember waking up in a really dirty hospital and looking at the ceiling and crying. And I think I, like, punched a doctor or something at some point because I was, like, restrained when I woke up the second time. She had to spend two months in the hospital. It was dirty and disorganized, and she worried her face would never look normal again but as it turned out, she had some luck on her side. I had a great orthodontic surgeon, or whatever they're called, and he actually was the best one in India, because there was a conference in the city at the time, and they pulled him in because my boss had a pool.
0: I was worried that I would be stuck in the middle of nowhere in Nicaragua with no way out just me and this like drug war.
2: Okay, let's back up. She was traveling as a translator with this Presbyterian church group. Most of them were elderly women who had come to do missionary-type work in Nicaragua. A storm had washed out the road and stranded them at this Nicaraguan family's farmhouse. Everything was fine until the arrival of an unexpected visitor.
0: Um, But one night, their primo, their cousin, shows up and he's got blood all over his leg um, I can see the gunshot wound and his like his thigh.
2: The head of the family pulls her aside and tells her their cousin had been shot over a drug deal.
0: And the guy was still after him, and he wanted to get shelter at our farmhouse. I, I told the church group, and they were like, you know what, um, we need to have a, a group meeting. And they made this decision where they're like, OK, we're going to leave. We've got to leave. The, this, we're putting our lives in danger. Like Our congregation would not want us to stay here.
2: But it's the middle of the night. The roads are a sea of mud and they have no four-wheel drive. They're stuck. Meanwhile, down in the kitchen, the Nicaraguan family is tending to their wounded cousin. He's hurt pretty badly. But at the same time, they're worried his attackers will come looking for him.
0: They weren't sure what to do. They, they actually ended up turning him away. Um, I'm not sure where that guy stayed the night, but didn't see him again. His pursuer never, never came to our place, but. They had their two eldest sons stand watch overnight with shotguns.
2: It's easy to make a mistake without knowing it when you travel. Maybe you break a custom or do something offensive, or maybe you try to buy something you shouldn't.
1: So we're at this big market um, in Shanghai, and I am asking around to try to find bobbleheads.
2: Bobbleheads. Those little figurines with oversized heads that wobble back and forth? The guy's friend collected them for some reason and wanted one from China. So he started asking merchants if they knew where he could find them. And they gave him this weird reaction.
1: Yeah, they they just turned away and just walked away. And I assumed it was my bad Chinese that
2: they were disgusted with. Finally, he met this one guy who seemed to know what he was talking about.
1: I asked someone and he was like, oh, this way. And so I followed him and then we get towards a door and I was like, oh, that's not a good idea. So I start to walk away. Then he grabs me and throws me in.
2: He says it looks like some kind of interrogation cell from a movie.
1: No windows, one door, like one table.
2: Several men come in. They say they are undercover police. And they start asking him questions.
1: Um, What's my real name? What drug cartel do I work for? Um, Who am I here to assassinate?
2: Assassinate? He tells them he isn't a drug dealer and has no idea what they're talking about.
1: They took my passport and left with it, so I was, like, in a room by myself.
2: So they come back in, and they know about the relatives in Malta. Malta? Yes, Malta. They scan the passport, and they know he has relatives in Malta who are part of a drug cartel. He's never even heard of these people.
1: I I went from, like, this is really annoying and irritating to like, oh man, I'm actually in trouble now.
2: They start to question him about what he was doing at the market. What was he trying to buy? What did he want? All this is in Chinese. Bobbleheads, he says. You know, bobbleheads, the toys. They aren't buying it. He keeps saying, i was just trying to buy bobbleheads, the little toys with the heads, you know, that wobble. Eventually, one of the policemen repeats the word he thought meant bobblehead. Gautau. And he explains what it really means.
1: This is opium. I was like, oh, that's not good.
2: The whole time he was saying opium, which is...
1: Gautau. And I, I believe the word for bobblehead is gautau.
2: So that's why he had gotten all those strange reactions at the market.
1: Yeah, I was just basically going around asking random people, like, hey, do you know where I can find bobbleheads? But it came out as, do you know where I can find opium?
2: He tried explaining that he had just said the wrong word. It was a mix-up. It was a mistake. They're really similar words. They still didn't believe him.
1: I finally convinced them to give me a piece of paper and a pencil and try to draw bobblehead, but it just looked like kind of a turtle, and so that was more confusing. It, it, was, it was a complete disaster.
2: After he had drawn a bunch of turtles for them, they started to get the picture. This wasn't an international drug dealer. He was just a confused tourist they finally agreed to let him go. One thing didn't add up, though. Malta. So when he got home, he did some family research. And you know those drug-dealing relatives? It turns out, they really do exist. You can subscribe to the show at drivingwithstrangers.org. The song this week is Tennessee Hayride by Jason Shaw. I'm Sam Harnett. Drive safe and keep listening.